0: back relax and have some fun with david and chris digital kill the
1: radio star starts (laughs) hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the digital kill the radio star podcast this is david as always and i'm here with uh my co-host chris and uh we're gonna we're gonna dispense with uh, all the pleasantries we normally do at the beginning of our podcast because we have a, a very special guest this week, and I'm gonna uh, throw it to Chris and let Chris uh, introduce our interview.
2: Oh uh, yeah, um, anybody that's been listening to us lately knows that I've been pretty high on this uh, this band. Um, <laughs> I first discovered this band, a band called Jeremy and the Harlequins. This was over the summer, and I was listening to uh, Little Steven's Underground Garage, which is, again, I talk about that all the time. It's one of my favorite stations on Sirius XM. And they were playing, uh, they were playing a song off the new album. Remember this? They were playing um, "Starlight," which was, I the coolest song in the world on uh, Little Steven's. And the song, I mean, no joke. When I heard it, um, I I didn't know what it was, so it suit heard it for the first time as soon as it's over i pull up the um i pull up apple music and i listen to the song all over again and i ended up buying the album and and it absolutely blew me away and in our recent our recent episode of um our our top 10 albums of the year this was right at the top of my list so great pleasure to introduce our guest jeremy fury lead singer of
0: jeremy and the harlequins how you doing man we're you know, doing man, you got- We're doing well. Awesome. That's good to hear.
1: Well, Jeremy, uh, whenever we have somebody new on our podcast, we like to ask them the same two questions first. So uh, we're going to throw it to you. What's your earliest memory of music and who was your first favorite band?
0: Okay. So my parents tell me, and I think I kind of remember this, that uh, when I was really young, the movie La Bamba came out and... Richie valens la Bamba, uh that, that was probably the first thing and, and i guess what i would do is like pick up a guitar or pick up a broomstick and pretend it was a guitar and i was about three years old so a few years after that my parents got me a guitar and started guitar lessons so i'd probably have to say that was my first my first favorite um i guess band or or musician
1: so, uh, Labamba. That, that's that's a that's a first force. A lot of times we get stuff like Kiss or uh, the Clash or anything. So Labamba, that's pretty
0: cool. Well, I kind of. I mean, it's kind of different, you know. It's. It, I feel like that's before like before you're at that age when you start picking out music you like. Like when I was definitely like, you know, eleven or twelve, um, I, I got into punk rock and stuff. So that's when you kind of go down the rabbit hole and figure out um you, you, you get your first i guess cd at the time but uh yeah that was that was uh i don't know i, I kind of find it cool and interesting i kind of came full circle and i got back into like stuff that um i listened to when i was like three years old <laughs> so um uh, yeah i'm I'm happy that that's a first all right
2: and so uh talking about la pompa man and listen and, and richie balanced uh I mean obvious and I'm sure you could ask this question all the time and you have a very very unique just take a modernized take on classic American rock and roll just a very 50s rockabilly sound uh, especially your first two records. Yeah. So I, I said you got you said you go. you were big into the punk. I mean did you did you start going back to the classics? I mean how did that how that sound come about for you in you know in 2000, well, I guess 15 when your first album came
0: out. I I've always been into like classic kind of I don't want to say classic rock because I feel that kind of connotes like Led Zeppelin and and stuff like that, which which I like as well. But it's uh, it's not really what I've ever kind of done musically. But I, I think when we started Jeremy and the Harlequins, um, I was kind of at a place with rock music where I I felt like going heavier or more distorted. With had all it it kind of went as extreme by the late. 2000s as as it could go while still having kind of like a rock and roll sensibility and i felt the only place to go uh when we started the band was to take it and strip it down and i kind of went back into things like i grew up on him and, and uh that my dad i guess would play me like uh in in the car like going going to school i, I was just like man these songs are so good and i like how simple everything is and it, it it just felt. I think the biggest thing is that it felt fresh again, and I think that was what I wanted to do when we started the band, and and definitely with the newest record. Remember this? We kind of departed from just like a '50s, '60s kind of sensibility with it, but definitely that was the um, kind of jumping-off point when we started. Was was kind of strip everything down and really focus on simple songs and great melodies. And, and yeah, it, it obviously, especially on the first couple of records, you you hear kind of the Elvis and uh, Richie Valens or Buddy Holly, uh, you hear a lot of that Gene Vincent, uh, especially on that first record. Yeah, I always tell people it has a very, it has a very modern Buddy Holly sound,
2: first couple of records. Um, awesome. And, and yeah, and I really pick, I mean, I, I pick up exactly on what you're saying, and those first ones are definitely have that sound. And then I felt like, remember this, you kind of you still have those elements there but it feels like there's i don't know kind of a uh kind of a garagey type sound i mean hence being a nice little stevens i guess but uh but yeah so that, I mean, that was just an intended evolution for the band
0: yeah um i think that's the one thing uh in any band it's like you you do your first record and maybe your second record you can still kind of say in that but by the third album you you kind of need to go somewhere um or else, I feel like you're limiting yourself. At least, that's my experience.
1: So, Jeremy, your your band is based out of New York City. Is that right? Yeah. Do you feel that that you know that scene like influenced influenced your sound? When when I think of like New York City bands nowadays, I, you know, you would think of the Strokes and Vampire Weekend. Was was all of that
0: kind of playing a role in your in your music? Um, I I think maybe, I mean, it, not intentionally. Uh, I think there's a sense of urgency in New York, especially. i I grew up in the Midwest, and you have a lot more time there to work on music. Like, I mean, we we work on music a lot, but um, when you get together in New York, you're at a rehearsal space. You're not at you know a garage, uh, so you so you kind of have to like. And I I think the Ramones is a good example. It's like that you have these two two and a half minute songs. That you just have to get out because there's not as much time. Everyone's hustling to get to places, so I think that sense of urgency is unique to New York. Um, it wasn't so much like what was going on in the world of music, because even even the Strokes and, the, and Vampire Weekend like happened now, you know, ten, almost fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago for the Strokes. So it wasn't like a intentional thing, but I definitely I, I feel like there's in New York being a band. A sense of urgency that happens.
1: So, so, tell us, what is the scene like there now? Um, with you know, with up and coming
0: bands. I think it's really coming back. Actually, in the past year, I've seen more and more rock and roll stuff, and I guess it's been going on for the past five years, and we've kind of been a part of it. Um, but I feel like more people are starting to pay attention to rock rock and roll music again now. Um, you have some like really cool blues rock bands. You have, you have a lot of stuff, uh, starting to come up and, and more kind of like classic, I don't want to say throwback, but kind of, uh, uh, definitely like a, a, a vintage kind of rock and roll sensibility, um, coming back both in Brooklyn and and in Manhattan.
1: So do you feel like, you know, y'all have a big following in New York city already uh, that's already established as you grow, you know, larger nationally
0: um i mean it's definitely a little bit bigger here than anywhere else but i mean i think we're still just you know we're still climbing up we're still trying to you know get people to pay attention to us
2: well you know i, I mentioned at that our, kind of our lead-in i was talking about little stevens underground garage and you know, that's how i heard starlight and uh yeah so you got you got coolest song in the world and i was just curious just on that how do you find out that did you get that you know did you have that distinction i guess was there do you have any little is there any interaction with steven
0: um well it's interesting i mean i we've we've had a couple of coolest songs now uh now it's like our label submits our record the most interesting thing yeah it's it like basically comes from an email i've, I've met steven a few times he's great uh the most interesting thing to me is like which song if you get a whole record like which song you pick because because sometimes um, it's not the one that you think. Um, I was I was kind of stoked that he picked Starlight. Um, I, I thought that was a cool choice. But
2: is that you know, one you would have not... gone
0: with? What's that? Is that one you would have gone with a Starlight? Um, I felt there was a couple more that were like maybe a little more garagey sounding, like Little One or California Rock. Um, that sounded more kind of like throwback. Like Starlight's like a, a big kind of like almost like power pop tune and i I know he's into that um so you know i'm happy that he chose that
1: so jeremy i read that trip into the light was featured in a tom cruise film the edge of tomorrow How how did that come about
0: um that we have some good people pitching our music to music supervisors and you know they're always trying to get our music in different things and that i was told that um it went to the producer of the film. He liked it. He actually showed it to Tom Cruise, and, and they picked it together, um, which, you know, I, that's that's cool with us.
1: So it seems like, you you know, you have the exposure from that movie, and then, you know, obviously, uh, little Steven is a big proponent of you guys and, and plays you guys on his radio station, his channel. Yeah. It, it sounds like you guys are just building momentum and just kind of getting ready to take that next step.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we uh, – we've always been trying to do is just take another step um, you know and I think it's we do as much as we can we, you know we're always writing songs we're, we're playing as many shows as we can um, we, we were on tour a lot in 2018 and we plan to be out on the road a lot in 2019 we have some new music that we're working on right now and yeah I mean I just think it's you know it the, the more people who find out about us and the more people who like us that's all good with us um, so whatever the next step is, you know we're fine taking step by step. Um, but yeah, I, you you know it's all good.
2: Hey, so I did have a track to a, a question.
1: Okay, everybody, sorry about that. We had a little Skype issue, but uh, I'm gonna throw it back to Chris. He was in the middle of a question.
2: Yeah, we were just. I was just talking about how you know when we did a we did an episode talking about our favorite cover songs and and um, this was before I ever heard your, your version of like a prayer. And you know, the, I I do have to admit the original version I'm saying it's, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but yeah, I do like the song, but then you took it and you just made this, what I thought was just a killer version and a guilt-free version. And I was just curious, how did you come, how in the world did you come across, let's, let's cover Madonna's like a prayer?
0: Sure. Yeah. I've never been one to like really be into doing cover songs. I like, I, I like writing my own songs. Um, We've been tossing around the idea of doing a cover, and it was kind of like, I I feel like the best thing you can do as a band with a cover song is to make it your own. And I was in the, like a bodega here in New York, and it just came on the, you know, in the bodega. And I was like, this sounds like a song that I might write, like, just like lyrically and like the changes and stuff. And I'm like, that would be an interesting one, because I I know we could make it, it would sound nothing like the original, and it would kind of flip everything so that was kind of the motivation like it, it was it sounded i mean it's obviously a cover song that people knew um i think that's also I, I either think it's cool to do a cover song that everyone knows or a song that no one knows um and then the other thing is like can you make it your own and, and you know that was our intention was to kind of like make it something that it wasn't and, and people might hear it come on and, and not even realize it's like a prayer and then by the chorus you're like holy shit this is this is like a prayer. So, you know, that was our intention with it. Yeah. And you pulled it off because it is definitely your own take
2: on it. And I I think probably what caught me initially was just like you said, I think it was just lyrically when I heard it. Oh, I know that. So, but yeah, I I love that. I love that cover version. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. So with your unique sound, I was just kind of curious as far as, as you're building your name, as you're getting out there on the road, I was thinking about what kind of tour packages you're, you guys are getting on, what you're getting on. Because I, I, I start to think, you know, I, I know you said you got all into punk and you went through that phase. And, of course, I still listen to punk like crazy. And my, my favorite band is Social Distortion.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And I just think Ness always has the coolest openers. And I, I just envision you like, man, that'd be cool if you opened for somebody like them. I think the sound fits with that rockabilly that he does. Uh-huh. It gets me to thinking, who, what, I mean, where, did, where have you found yourself fitting in, with other bands touring?
0: Um, you know, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, you know, I, 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 mean, I'm down for all of that. That would be all really cool. Um, you know, even bands who we might not fit with, we're we're down to go out with. I kind of like sometimes we've been on shows where, where um, as like openers here in New York on bigger shows, where it's not the right fit. Um, like we we've we've been on tour with or we played shows here in New York with bands who are kind of like electro alternative stuff and it's interesting because the crowd will really like us and i think it's like they they might just not have been exposed to something like us before so you know part of me is like i I have a list of like you know bands that we want to tour with but at the same time like it might not be someone that we might we might tour with someone that's not on that list and it might be the best thing. I, I just think like we're we're more apt to like find an audience by like people who who might not have heard something like what we're doing. Uh, maybe maybe by seeing us, they're going to get into a whole new world of music. Well, right.
1: Jer- Jeremy, you know the music industry is obviously changing. The business model seems to be changing constantly for the for the negative. If you're an artist, um. I'm kind of curious as to what it's like for a band, you know, trying to make a living these days. You know, playing music because you know albums just don't sell like they used to, and you know, uh, you know, bands are having to tour more and more. You see bands like uh, American Aquarium and Lucero, and the Drive By Truckers. They're on the road. You know, it seems like 300 yeah. days a year. Like, what's what's it like, you know, trying to trying to make money playing music these days, especially when one of the main revenue streams is, is for all intents
0: and purposes gone. I mean, it's hard. I, I don't want to say, I mean, I guess it's, it's probably always been hard. So, I mean, everyone we're we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about the best case scenarios of that time period. Uh, you know, nowadays you can make a record without having a million dollars and someone at a major label to fund it. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, there's pros and cons in each scenario. I think with us, you know, a big thing that has helped is, you know, those licenses and syncs uh, in movies and TV. Those things help. Being on the road helps. Um, you know, it is it is a different industry, but I don't know if it's better or worse. Like, I, I I, meet a lot of musicians who who talk about the past as the good old days, but also the same conversations they'll kind of complain about the label ditch them and and you know it's if if we're, we're in a good position with our label where they believe in us um but if we weren't on a label we'd still be making music and i think that's a fortunate side of the world that we live in today you can make a record for you know thousands of dollars and not a million dollars which you weren't able to do that uh in the 80s or or even in the 90s um with a lot of money so i don't know there's pros and cons to it well as we
2: as we start to you know we'll start to wrap this up i did i was watching um i don't even remember what this was i saw a video on youtube you guys playing in um interview here you know question here and there from an interviewer and one question she asked and i had to go i went and looked this up for myself it was about uh, your, your brother is a drummer in the band yeah. and she she asked about a uh very interesting business that you have with your brother. Is that still
0: Yeah. Yeah, we uh we have a candle and soap company. It's called Fury Brothers. Okay. So how'd you get into that? Um well we've been me and my brother used to be in a band called We Are the Fury. Um we were on a label through Warner Brothers years ago. And uh we were touring a lot and I found myself like going to, there's like around venues are like a lot of cool little shops and stores. And I found myself buying like candles and soaps and, uh, and then, you know, fast forward 10 years, my, my brother's like, you know, let's, uh let's try making this. And I was like, Oh, well, let me design the packaging for it. Cause I have a, a graphic design background. And uh, that's, that was kind of the start of it. It was just like, we, we also wanted to have something like a business that we can, you know, do when we're not touring. Uh, I think that's like kind of a sign of the times of like the music industry. Like everyone has to like hustle. And maybe maybe it's not even a music thing. Maybe it's just living in New York. But it's it's something that we like and, and uh, we thought it would be cool and, and different. And that's why we started it.
1: That's, it is uh, different.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I, I was to say I looked. I did look
2: online too, and everything for anybody. It's funny to go check it out. Everything looks, looks like just
0: super retro. It's
2: just, uh, hey man, fits right in line with what you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought we, you know, we we weren't trying to make like candles for like grandmothers. Like we we <laughs> we thought it was a cool thing, and uh, we thought we could do a unique spin on it, um, and so that's why we started it. So Jeremy, as as we as we wrap it up, you said you guys had some new music
1: uh, that you you know are wanting to record. What's what's next for the band this year?
0: Well, we're going to the UK in March, so we're going to be touring in in the UK. Uh, we'll have some TV appearances while we're there, and then it looks like we're we've already started working on the next record. But I think we're going to start recording that in the summer. Probably won't you'll probably hear a single or two uh, before the end of the year um besides that you know hopefully we hit the road uh sometime between now and then in the u.s as well um that's kind of our plan
1: all right jeremy so when we end every interview with somebody we like to give them five rapid fire questions so chris and i sure. are going to alternate between the two of us just the first thing that pops in your head you don't have to think very hard on it i'll go first cool. what's your favorite album of all time
0: uh t-rex the slider nice one what our favorite band Favorite band, uh, uh, is it, does it have to be a band, or can it be, like, a solo artist? can be a solo artist. Okay, uh, either, uh, David Bowie, or, um, let's just stay there. Okay, so what's the favorite, your favorite
1: song that you've written?
0: Favorite song that I've written, uh... For angels on our into the night record all right song you wish you wrote what was that a song you wish you had written song i wish i'd written Any, yeah, um, anything yeah let's think uh i'm pretty much uh, um, ew, that's tough song i wish i'd written I, I, you know I, I don't like answering that uh I feel like if I wrote it, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be the same. Can I not answer that, that one? That's yeah. a good. No, that's actually a really good answer. I've never heard that one before, but
2: I like that answer.
1: All right, last one. If you could be on e- in any other band other than Jeremy
0: and the Horro who would you be with? Again, I don't want to answer that. Like, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to sing for any other band. <laughs> all right well jeremy uh is there anything else you want to plug
1: before we let you go
0: uh just pick up a record remember this um if you haven't heard it yet um i don't know why you're listening to this so. yeah and if you haven't
2: heard it and if you're just listening to us because you listen to this, us two dopes talking about music man check out the album it is absolutely killer
1: yeah and we added it to uh our uh our one of the songs on our uh, spotify playlist for our best of 2018 um So, Jeremy, look, uh, we really appreciate you giving us a few minutes. We know you're a busy guy and have a lot to do, and uh, we really appreciate you talking music with us for a little bit.
0: Awesome. Great talking with you guys, and thanks for having me. All right. All right, man. Best of luck. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, too. Bye. All right.